Truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Hope, truth, and good news. This is God's Glory Projects, Faithcast. So friends, we welcome you all to our study this evening. We welcome our friends from Heaven Bound, from Lifting Christ, from Revitalizing Christ, and of course here in Faith News Media. And we are also being shared to different groups and pages. Thank you so much. To start with, I'm going to read to you following verses. Luke 23, verses 32 to 43. Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him, and this him is Jesus. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called him out. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us while you're at it. But other criminal protested, Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, this is a very wonderful reply. I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Amen. This is a reminder for all of us to reflect upon God's love and His mercy. The story of the thief on the cross manifests Christ's willingness to submit to the divine plan for him and his power to save. There are thoughts that we need to look at here as we outline some important points that we need to understand here. And the first among here with regards to the perception of the people about salvation is that as long as you're a good person, what then? You will be saved. Yes. Mm -hmm. There are a lot, actually, of perception of people when they talk about salvation. Mm -hmm. And still, until now, we are, you know, sometimes there are debates about how we should be saved mm -hmm. or how is salvation for all of us. So one of which is that as long as you are good, you will be saved. <laughs> so many still believe that and many would even consider it thing as a valid point. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I don't think it's quite mm -hmm. biblical. Mm -hmm. Another misconception is that you say a prayer to G and Jesus will come into your heart mm -hmm. and he will save you. <laughs> so, is it really what the Bible says? Yeah. Is uh, it really okay just for us to, you know, just add a pr prayer and everything will be okay? Mm -hmm. So, we need to consider this. Yes. Another perception of salvation is that you don't have to do anything because God is going to save everyone. So this is one save, always save spirit. Yes. Mm -hmm. So these are some perception of salvation. And, you know, sometimes people look at this kind of salvation and they just cling onto this. So they live with this kind of faith mm -hmm. and that they are Sometimes they are just free to do whatever they want to because of their belief of salvation. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, if we are going to understand the Bible just as what we wish it to be or interpret the Bible the way we just want it to be interpreted, 
I don't think the Holy Spirit will go with us and approve us with this kind of theology. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible is already telling the truth and it's already correct and need to be understood, mm-hmm. not to be interpreted the way we want it to be interpreted. Yes. And especially when the issue is salvation. We have a lot of important points here mm-hmm. because this is also a controversial passage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, there are points here that is very controversial in this context. And we need you to understand this mm-hmm. and contemplate upon these things. Yes. So here we have in the Bible, it's very explicitly mm-hmm. said in the Bible that there is a plan of salvation for everyone. Amen. And this is the plan of salvation that God really wanted us to learn, mm-hmm. not just with these other types of misperception that the world is now telling us. Mm-hmm. So number one is we have to hear and listen to the good news. We can find that in Romans 10 verses 13, 14, and 17. Mm-hmm. So we need to hear the good news. Yes. And that good news is what? The good news of salvation in Christ Jesus. Yes. Of course, we have to understand. No, We have to understand that the Bible is Christocentric, mm-hmm. Christ-centered. And I keep on emphasizing this over and over again. Let us always be watchful because there are so many people who are quoting the scripture, but they are also discrediting Mm-hmm. The picture of salvation in Christ Jesus. Yes, that's the bad uh, the bad side of these people who just wanted to quote one side of the Bible and they just want to magnify one verse and to support their claim. That is bad theology mm-hmm. in this context. If Jesus is not seen in the context of the passage you're reading, mm-hmm. then that is not actually biblical. Mm-hmm. So the second step, or the second uh, step of the plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. Now you hear the good news. What What's next? You have to believe mm-hmm. in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mark 15 verses 16. And, the, and then Hebrews 5 verse 9. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have to believe that Jesus is the son of God. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in Jesus, then what for? <laughs> because the Bible said that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. So if you don't believe Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, how are you going to go to God? There's no other life and there's no other way mm-hmm. to experience salvation and to look at salvation in different aspects. Mm-hmm. There is no other option and there is no other facet of salvation. Mm-hmm. There is no other possibility that will be forgiven. You know, no other else. Without Christ. Without Christ. Not even your good works or Mm -hmm. someone else's goodness that will be added to you. Nothing. Even by following strictly the laws? Yes. Yeah. We follow the law because we believe that we're saved by faith Mm -hmm. in, in the grace of Christ Jesus. Yes, yes. It is so easy to observe the things that God wants us to keep because we understood how much God loves us in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. Yes. And if we are not, that's why, if we are not fully sold out to the God of the cross, it is very impossible to obey the law. Mm. And these things that we have to keep will be a stumbling block for us because it will be difficult. Mm. In our own nature, we cannot keep it. Yes. We will always complain about following the law because you are not sold out mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the idea that Jesus is really the the one that we need and mm-hmm. as a manifestation of our love and answer to God's calling is to really follow what God is telling us. Amen. Amen. And this is the point we need to understand. Mm-hmm. So you are being introduced to what the word says, mm-hmm. the word of God. Mm-hmm. And then you are introduced to Jesus. Yes. It is that's why, you know, if you are going to Bible study if someone introduces you to the Bible and you are not led to Jesus, that is not Bible study at all. Yes. If you're <laughs> being led to the pastor or to the one who's who's telling the about 
this Bible mm-hmm. or the Bible story, then you are not being led to the truth. If you're just led to the charisma of someone introducing the Bible to you, mm. you are not actually exactly doing Bible study. <laughs> you are introduced to a cultic person. Yes. That's why if there is an idol here, you know, there's only one idol that is our great model here. That is Jesus. Mm-hmm. If we are going for Bible study and Jesus Christ is not lifted up, then that is not Bible study. Mm-hmm. We keep on emphasizing that because, again, the Bible is Christocentric. Mm. When we do Bible study, Jesus will be seen in the rest of the picture. Jesus will just be lifted up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes. We have to believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of introducing you, Jesus, so that you will understand who he is, And eventually, you will believe him. Mm-hmm. Now, what is there after believing in Jesus? Well, after you believe in Jesus, this is now the time that you will you will see or look at yourself as sinful. Mm-hmm. You will acknowledge your sinfulness because you will see the great and the I mean the greatness and the grace of Jesus Christ, and you will see that only Him was able to perfect the human nature. Amen. And now you will see yourself as being sinful and now it is the time for you to repent for your sins. Yeah, openly, to accept yes. Jesus Christ. The, yes. the, the most important thing is that after you believe, you repent. Yes, 2 Corinthians 7-10 to and Acts 17 verse 30 tells us that we have to repent mm-hmm. our sins. Mm-hmm. One important thing thing in believing Jesus is that the moment you understand what Jesus did mm-hmm. for you and mm-hmm. for me, you will never recognize your own goodness after that. Mm. Yes. You will never trust yourself anymore. You will never be confident of your own goodness. Mm-hmm. Because when you understand what Jesus did for you, Jesus died for you mm-hmm. because of your sins. That's true. Jesus, you know, died personally for you and for me. Mm-hmm. It is not just the sin. Mm-hmm. It is you and me that yes. Jesus died. That's true. Not only my sins. Mm-hmm. The Lord, Jesus Christ, has nothing to do with our sins. Mm-hmm. But He wants us mm-hmm. sinners. So, He wants us to understand this. That He cares for us. Yes, And the true. only way for, for Him to redeem us is to have his son come down and let you understand by the guidance of the Holy Spirit through his word to know our need of Christ. Amen. And once you establish this faith in Jesus, you will never dare to live your life the same way again. Mm-hmm. That's where repentance comes in. So after you repent, what is the next Thing. You confess. Mm-hmm. You confess, but not to <laughs> human, yes. but to the Lord. Yes. Now, repentance is a sign of being sorrowful for mm-hmm. the sins you've committed. Mm-hmm. Confessing is boldly exposing your sins to the Lord mm-hmm. so that along the way, you can totally accept Him. Yes. Now, in our context today, After Jesus died and Christianity exists, baptism is necessary. Yes. Because it is our public confession mm-hmm. that we are really accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Yes, and also Jesus commissioned mm-hmm. his disciples to baptize people. And mm-hmm. that is our manifestation of, of accepting Jesus Christ in our lives. Mm-hmm. These two testaments are pointing to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. These things are clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, We've seen how the process of conversion begins. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, the word is being introduced all the way to acceptance of Jesus because Jesus is exactly the theme of the Bible. Salvation mm-hmm. okay, and Him crucified. That is mm-hmm. the gospel. And then it will lead to repentance and then to confession mm-hmm. and then to baptism and of course this is a day-to-day process exactly so we need to die daily yes to self in yes. christ jesus of course there are two types of baptism right mm-hmm. 
the baptism of the water mm-hmm. and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that is symbolical and spiritual yes. at the same time. Good now points. that we are established already with this with these points about salvation, now let's go back to our story. Okay, on the cross, things are turning sour and sweet at the same time. Mm-hmm. There were criminals was also crucified with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They were also led out to be executed with Jesus. Yes. This is what the scripture says. And this place is called Golgotha, Golgotha. or the, the skull. Mm-hmm. Because this is where the Roman people uh, execute those who are really against Their law. Yes. And the death of the cross is what? It, the most barbaric thing that the Romans will do mm-hmm. to a sinner. So it is like the most painful way of dying. It is the most painful. It is inhumane. Jesus don't deserve this kind of crucifixion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when the people shouted, Jilubele, crucified him, crucified him, in Hebrew word, mm-hmm. the... Roman leader cannot just do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Pontius Pilate also would like to have himself excused. Mm-hmm. Even the wife told him yeah. about who Jesus is. Mm. That's why he wanted to escape. Yes, that he even judgment. that he even washed his hands mm-hmm. before he made the final judgment or the final proclamation. But that is still Not enough yes. to show that he is innocent. Mm-hmm. Because if he will, he can't stop. Mm-hmm. But he was so into his position mm-hmm. that he cannot just afford to lose it instead of having Christ. Now, this is another point there. Yes. Pilate cannot just dare to leave his position to have Christ. Sometimes, you know, people would choose their career, mm-hmm. their position, their their fame, their money mm-hmm. over Christ. There That's, are people like that. That is sad. Yeah. And I hope we will not end up like that. So, let's go back to the cross. Mm-hmm. Now, so, they were nailed. These criminals were nailed. With Jesus mm-hmm. to the cross. And the criminals were also, you know, both on his right and on his left. And Jesus was at the middle. At the middle. Yes. And during this time, you know, Jesus said, Father, while doing this to him, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the spirit of Jesus here? He is about to die. He is in pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His, he already experienced how these people mocked him. Mm-hmm. They gave him thorns, uh, mm-hmm. a crown of thorns, and they tore his robe. Mm-hmm. And what makes it interesting is that good enough that some other Bible translations don't include this, but good enough here in this passage we are reading, this is included. Mm-hmm. Because this is an important point that we need to understand. Mm-hmm. Although Jesus was suffering, he is now experiencing the pain of the nails both in his feet mm-hmm. and in his hands. Still, he was able to utter the word, For- Father. Forgive them. Forgive them. It's so difficult, you know, when you are being hurt by people. If you've been experiencing <laughs> The harshness of people. Mm-hmm. Will will you still be able to to utter these words? <laughs> Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. Well, human as we are, it's difficult. And if you look at this context, if you read it carefully, not only that he's asking the fathers to forgive them, he also explained the reason why. Mm-hmm. He said, for they do not know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. So the Lord Jesus still wants these people not to be condemned of what they're doing, Jesus desired that they will be innocent mm-hmm. with the things they are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really true because all of us who are living in sin are victims of it. And we will never be able to understand what sin is mm-hmm. unless we are introduced to the truth mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. 
That's why we really have to share the truth to others so that they too can see and understand the light. Yes. So that they too can understand what Jesus did for them just mm-hmm. like what Jesus did for us. Mm-hmm. They have to understand that there is a way where the life can be better than how they are living their lives right now. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in the in Golgotha, mm-hmm. we can see that Jesus was with the two thieves or two uh, two criminals. Mm-hmm. And it says in Matthew 27 verse 44, mm-hmm. in the same way the rebels who were crucified with him also hip insults of on him. Mm-hmm. It means that aside from these people who've been mocking Jesus, even the thieves who were with him mm-hmm. mocked him. All of those people. Mm-hmm. And you know, not only that, the multitude even accused him of not being able to save himself. <laughs> yes. But Jesus was not able to save himself. But if you are going to read this context, Jesus was ready to save the thief. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about this is that because Jesus was so unwilling to save himself, Mm-hmm. He was able to save the thief. Mm-hmm. He was able to save you and me. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean here? Yes. I mean, because Jesus is not unwilling to save himself, we are saved. Mm-hmm. If Jesus excused himself, if Jesus didn't go all towards the process of being hanged on, being the, cross. Hang on the cross, you and I, the rest of us, will not have salvation. Yes, and we will all experience eternal death. Without oh, His love, without that's Him why, being hanged on the cross. Amen. That's why amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Mm. Because Jesus was so unwilling. Mm-hmm. He didn't listen to these people's words, mm. but He listened to the Father's will. Mm. The, this can be a pride for someone mm-hmm. to display power, which He could mm-hmm. if He will mm-hmm. and if He like, but He did not. Yes. He did not give in to temptation. These people shouting, save yourself. Mm-hmm. Why can't you not save yourself if you are Christ? These people are so tempting. The words are really tempting. It is not mm-hmm. It is not them. It is Satan's words. Mm-hmm. Because of course, Jesus, uh, Satan knew already mm-hmm. what is going to happen. Exactly. Save yourself. And if Jesus will, will do that, mm. what will happen to us? Yeah, Satan <laughs> will still win. Nothing will happen to mm. us. Exactly. Satan will be victorious. Mm-hmm. So because of the unwillingness of Jesus to save himself on the cross, we are saved. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed for our salvation. Yes, that's true. Oh, what a wonderful Jesus. That's why this is amazing grace. Amen. Amen. So we can see that while people are mocking Jesus... These two robbers or these two thieves who were with Jesus mm-hmm. on the cross were also mocking him. Mm-hmm. So we can see here the attitude of these two thieves. Now, in verse 40 to 41, mm-hmm. we can see there that we can read in verses 40 to 41. So it says, but the other criminals protested. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, uh, go back. Okay. So one of the criminals said, hanging beside him, he mm-hmm. said, If you are the Messiah, prove it by saving yourself mm-hmm. and us too while you're at it. So it is insulting Jesus Christ that he, if he can really save, if Jesus is really the Messiah, then he could save himself. It is possible. Mm-hmm. That's what I've said. It is possible. Mm-hmm. But he did not. Yes. So... The two th- were, uh, that there are two voices here. Mm-hmm. The voice of Satan mm-hmm. and the voice of the Lord, mm-hmm. which Jesus keeps on listening from the start. Mm-hmm. He was commissioned to save us, and he is listening to that voice along the way. Though his ministry was too short, was just short, but he was persistent and he was faithful to leave the words of the Father For him to do to save humanity. Now, while he was about to end the ministry, make it 100% perfect obedience to the Father's will, 
Here comes Satan. Mm. You know, during the final test on the cross, Satan would like Jesus to fail. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> and he used the the multitude. He used the throng mm. yeah, of the multitude. I remember, you know, I remember what happened in mm-hmm. during the time of Moses in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Well, they were about to enter the land of promise mm-hmm. in the land of Canaan, mm-hmm. where, where, where land flows and milk and honey. Mm-hmm. Well, they were in the border of the promised land. Mm-hmm. You know what happened there? Yes. There are people, there are women there. Mm-hmm. They are harlots, they are prostitutes. <laughs> Satan is there. <laughs> they, they are tempting God's children. Mm-hmm. And many of God's children made sex with them. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was so furious because mm-hmm. of it. They were close to the promised land, but they were not able to make it because... They give in to the temptation. Mm-hmm. And now we are getting the same picture again of what the enemy did mm-hmm. to Jesus while Jesus was hanging on the cross. Mm-hmm. To this human instrumentality, save yourself, save yourself. Everything that there is going to happen, uh, grand that is going to happen, mm-hmm. Satan will mobilize people mm-hmm. to do exactly what they have been doing in the past. Exactly. Don't just think that we are only being mobilized by the Lord. Satan has a lot of agencies to mobilize his words just mm-hmm. to discourage Jesus and saints. Mm-hmm. Just to discourage you and me not mm-hmm. to come to Jesus. By the way, we have wonderful comments here. We'll read it along the way. All right? Yes. yes so don't ever think mm-hmm. that you are just the one playing offense here. <laughs> Satan is always playing offensive. Yes. Actually, he's not doing the defensive side. Most of the time, yeah. we are. That is not supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, but Satan was always in the offensive side. Yes, he is always attacking, mm-hmm. and we should attack him too mm-hmm. with the truth of the Bible, not with our own might, mm-hmm. right? Yes, not by our own might nor by our own power, but by His Spirit, mm-hmm. right? We need to understand this. Mm-hmm. So, the thief on the left marked Jesus. Yes, here. but. A while ago, I told you that the in Matthew 27, verse 44, mm-hmm. that two of them were mocking Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the second time around, only the, the thief on the left side mm-hmm. mocked him. Mm-hmm. And here we can see a wonderful response coming mm-hmm. from the thief um, in verse 40. Mm-hmm. So the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? Mm-hmm. You know, brothers and sisters, when you are at the verge of dying, mm-hmm. everything will be flashed in your very eyes. Mm-hmm. For the other one, he was still mocking Jesus. Mm-hmm. While the other was trying to, do, don't you fear God? There is a sudden change of heart here. Because, you know, when when... Jesus was being mocked and then here he still said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And then this criminal mocked him while the other has a change of heart. So exactly. it is very clear here that now the the thief on the right side, there is a change that happened to him after what he have, after hearing what, Jesus said, mm-hmm. okay, and he, he continued in 41, we deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. He recognized that Jesus didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong, but for them, they deserve to die because they are criminals. See, look at now the change of heart mm-hmm. in this context. There's an acknowledgement where the other do not. Mm-hmm. And... These two persons, these two criminals on the cross, mm-hmm. were in the middle was Jesus, represents the two kind of people in the world today. Mm-hmm. We all one and the same <laughs> from the beginning. Mm. We all fall short into the glory of God. Yes. That's what Romans chapter 3, uh, 23, uh, 6.23 says. Mm-hmm. No? For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is life everlasting. Mm-hmm. All of us died. Uh, all of us, I mean, 
is worthy sin. of death yes. because we committed sin mm-hmm. and it will lead to death. Mm-hmm. Now here the thieves of the on the cross mm-hmm. they were both criminals. Mm-hmm. They they were both sinners just like us. Mm-hmm. But then along the way Jesus was in the middle along the way the thief on the right realizes that hey wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This person is not just like us. Mm-hmm. As he said, he came to save us. Mm-hmm. And this, his kingdom is not here. He is the savior. Mm-hmm. Look at us here. We are crucified. We're waiting for few hours and then we'll all die here. Mm-hmm. What then? What will be our future? Mm-hmm. But the thief on the right side You know, ask. So, because both of them ask, "Are you the Messiah?" Mm-hmm. When the other ask, "Prove it by uh, tell him, prove it by saving yourself," mm-hmm. and ask too, while you're at it, mm-hmm. it's exactly the word of ignorance. Mm-hmm. These are the types of people who are so demanding mm-hmm. to Christ. And to let Christ do exactly as what they please, mm-hmm. that Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of people who would like to have their own understanding, their own theology of who Christ is, according to the knowledge. Uh, should be, I mean, they, they wanted Christ to act the way they they think Christ should act. Mm-hmm. Look at this, yeah. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself. Mm-hmm. And us too. This is selfishness, mm-hmm. foolishness. That's why we have to be very careful about this because many of us have the tendency to become like this. Mm-hmm. We wanted to interpret the words of God the way we wanted to be interpreted. And sometimes we want to direct what Jesus or what God would do in our lives. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we are like directors that we would really want mm-hmm. God to to do the way we want Him to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and. Romans chapter 5 verse 58 I like it was as the Ben Ben says but while we were yet sinners mm-hmm. Christ died for us mm-hmm. Christ is our hope and here on the cross the thief in the right side realizes that he's got hope in Jesus yes right in verse 42 he said Jesus remember me when you come into mm-hmm. your kingdom mm-hmm. so it was such a wonderful request a humble request mm-hmm. but before that request in verse 40 mm-hmm. you know the criminal on the right side confronted the criminal on the left in this narrative right he said don't you not fear now this exactly tells us that the fate of the criminal on the right is now confronting his foolishness as well and then letting the criminal on the left side understood exactly what they've done and who they are with mm-hmm. is it don't you not fear who don't you not fear god even when you have been sentenced to die is it we deserve to die for our crimes and this is theologically correct this thief on the right side may not have you know scriptural passages to back it up but this is theologically correct mm-hmm. for all of us seen in the sight of God except Jesus now he said here we deserve to die for our crimes but this man hasn't done anything wrong because most certainly he understood exactly what happened and how what Jesus led to get crucified here Right? And that's why going down to verse 42, the passage you've just read, after he turned and rebuked the, the thief on the left, he turned his face to Jesus. And he said, "Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom." Amen. Mm-hmm. And what did Jesus reply on this man? Okay. Now, The reply is the most controversial issue of all. Mm-hmm. So we are inviting you to really listen to this one and study mm-hmm. for yourself too. All right. Now, 
This is what the thief said. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. The spirit of humility was pictured by the thief on the right side. And then Jesus replied. Jesus answered him. Truly I tell you today. You will be with me in paradise. Amen. Now notice the text carefully. Because we want you to understand this passage well. That you will have spiritual understanding of this. Because this has been capitalized mm-hmm. by many preachers and believers concerning okay the state of the dead the state of the dead yes and salvation and salvation that once you die you will go right away to heaven mm-hmm. now we have to be careful with translations especially with the importance of placing periods and commas here now for example in Luke chapter 23 verse 44 in New International Version, which this passage, this translation I've quoted, I intentionally take out the comma in uh, before the letter U here in this context. The word U. Because in New International Version, it says, Truly I tell you, comma, today you will be with me in the paradise. Now, here's the complication of these things. Mm -hmm. According to biblical record, if you're going to look at this context, if you consider this as, you know, when you put the comma after the word you here, that when Jesus says, today you will be with me in the paradise, you are saying that when Jesus, Jesus received the words of the thief, Jesus didn't exchange it with an assurance that right today, right within this day, you will be with me literally in the paradise. Mm -hmm. He will be translated to Mm -hmm. heaven. Right away. Right away. Now, there are things that you need to understand here and things that you need to uh, contemplate. Because first and foremost, okay, this word in this context, if you are going to support that idea that instantly the thief went with Jesus in heaven. Now, here's the question you are going to ask for yourself. Was there a record in the Bible that says Jesus went all the way to paradise after his death? No, because he was there in the tomb. Mm -hmm. Yes, Jesus was buried Mm -hmm. and remained in the tomb until his resurrection. Yes, that's true. He did not go straight to heaven. Mm -hmm. So therefore... The idea that this happens right away, abruptly, when Jesus died, is exactly wrong for this main re- uh, this re- reason. First mm-hmm. reason. We have a lot of reasons. Number one reason is that, you know, Jesus did not went right away to the paradise. Yeah. So number one premise that the, people are, yes. are claiming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that we need to understand, right? Jesus was buried in the tomb until his resurrection. At which he appeared with Mary in this context. Mm-hmm. And also the second, second thing is that the thief on the cross mm-hmm. did not die at the same time with Jesus. Yes, that's true. Because as we know, they even, you know, what they did when, when this man died. Or mm-hmm. I mean, when Jesus died, they went to check his mm-hmm. side. So they, they pierce his side with, with spear. Mm-hmm. And while the, the thieves, they were not yet dead during that time. So they have to, you know, it's really painful to be crucified. They have to be, uh, you know, they have to break their bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And see, the biblical record indicates that Jesus died Friday before sunset. Mm-hmm. That is in John chapter 19, verse 33. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, when Jesus died, the thief was still alive. Yes. <laughs> and and his legs were broken. And it, it usually took several days for those who were crucified to die. Yes. That's what they always do. They, they have to double check. Mm-hmm. You know, the soldiers have to double check if you're already dead. Mm-hmm. 
That's why that's why I told you a while ago that they pierced the side of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when they knew already that he's dead, so th- they don't have to break his bones. Mm-hmm. But with these thieves, they broke their bones mm-hmm. because they were still alive during that time. Yeah. So we have to be careful interpreting it, putting the comma after today. Mm. Yes. All right? Because in general, the interpretation of this text is related to the question of the comma. Mm-hmm. This is very important. That whether should it be placed before today, I tell you the truth today, or I tell you, comma, today you will be with me in the paradise. And the first reading is the most common among, among interpreters, if you're going to look at it, mm-hmm. yeah, who believes in the immortality of the soul. Mm-hmm. That... Right away when the person died, he will go right away to heaven. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as, yes. you know, immortality of uh, the, the soul. soul. The idea is that immediately after death, the soul of the thief would be with Christ in paradise. <laughs> and the thing is, with these commas here, to be honest, these were added to the Greek text in the 15th century AD. Mm-hmm. Mm? When Luke wrote these things, Luke did not put any comma at all. Mm-hmm. Therefore, according it was just added. To, yes, it was just added. And our scholar also, Angel Rodriguez says that it could have meant that I say to you a similar term for today in the Old Testament in the context of solemn promise. I commend you today. Mm-hmm. Meaning to say you know, that I, I made you promise today. Mm-hmm. Just Jesus like, promised yes, him exactly. that very day. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15. Today, mm-hmm. if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. So, the promise was made within the context of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here is what it means supposed to be. Truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in the paradise. It means that during that time that Jesus was hanging on the cross mm-hmm. on that Friday, mm-hmm. okay, Jesus promised this thief that he will he will be saved. Exactly. So we cannot support, you know, that the thief and Jesus at that certain point when they died, they went away to the paradise because Jesus was not in the paradise immediately after he died. And we have to keep repeating that because this is biblical truth that are trampled by many theologians today. Yes. And actually, while I was reading this, I found a lot of controversial issues regarding this. Mm -hmm. And it will really, you know, confuse us if we just read this according to what other people's people are saying Mm -hmm. but once we studied this in depth and knowing how the words were originally written and how it was written and why is it was written then we will have a clearer understanding Mm -hmm. of the real message that was set here amen amen and i just like it no that we will really contemplate upon this because the point here is beautiful mm-hmm. because there's an assurance Jesus was solemnly promising the thief that he will enjoy salvation with him in paradise after the resurrection so it means that when Jesus will come the second time around mm-hmm. he will be this thief will be one of those who will experience the first resurrection amen and amen and we have to be careful in interpreting the scripture without asking the Holy Spirit's guidance because we will be misled. It is Satan's prerogative that all of us will not understand the truth mm-hmm. and that we will believe things as part of our Christian doctrine that is not actually biblical. Yes. Now we see, no? Even the Bible that is considered the Word of God is being used by Satan Mm. to twist the teachings of of God Mm -hmm. so that people will be drawn to confusion. 
But let's thank the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is really working to let us understand the very things that God wants us to understand. Exactly. And, and the point of the cross here, if you're going to, to look at this, the point of the conversation of this passage in Luke chapter 23 verse 44 is actually, you know, this passage here, if you're going to look at this context carefully, This text is not dealing at all with the intermediate state, but with the saving power of the cross. Amen. We are talking about the saving power of the cross here and what Jesus is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. This is not about immortality of the soul or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the immortality of the soul that is being attached to this passage is just being added, manipulated, and man-made. Mm-hmm. The point here is that We have to have Jesus. Mm-hmm. There is no shortcut to heaven. There is no one who will be in heaven without Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just like what you've said here. No, a while ago. That he's the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. So it means to say that what... This is another deception actually of Satan. Mm-hmm. Je- uh, Jesus wanted to show about salvation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people or I mean Satan is using this this text to capitalize, you know, or to twist the teachings or or God, Jesus words. He is doing that for so many times. Yes. He even twisted the words of the Lord, the scripture with Jesus against mm-hmm. Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what we should be focusing here is how Jesus is saving people. But then, you know, the, the, the works of Satan, he is putting, uh, injecting a lot of things just for us to, to not notice about the salvation mm-hmm. of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Friends, the point here is the importance and the beauty of having Jesus in our lives. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, we are told that for by grace we have been saved through faith. And that not of ourselves, because this is the gift of God, and not of works, mm-hmm. lest we should boast of it. Mm-hmm. This is all about Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, 5, verse 21, we are told that the Lord made Jesus what? New, <clears throat> who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become righteous of God in Him. So, Jesus became an instrumentality of salvation from the Lord. Mm-hmm. He became sin for us. That's mm-hmm. why he was crucified. That's why he died mm-hmm. because of us. And there's no other way we will be saved. Paul even mentioned in the book of Hebrews that the bloods of the bulls and goats cannot atone mm-hmm. the salvation of man. This pertains to what really happened, the shadow of the things to come, the shadow of Jesus Christ's ministry during the Old Testament times, that in the sanctuary they have to offer. Mm-hmm. They have to offer the bloods of the bulls and goats in order for the saints to be atoned. And there is a daily ministra- uh, min- ministration in the heavenly, uh, the, the earthly sanctuary, and there's also a yearly sanctuary uh, ministration. This all pertains to what Jesus will do. But this is not the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the entirety of salvation. But the point here being is that, you know, God wants us to understand that these shadows cannot compare mm-hmm. to the reality yes. of what Jesus will do. But this picture represents how Jesus will save us according to the plan of God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you still remember when... The people asked the disciples in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 16, verse 31, uh, 30 to 31 about salvation. Mm-hmm. Yes, when, when the people asked them, how sh- should they be saved? Mm-hmm. And so they answered, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. So we have to really believe mm-hmm. in Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other For there is none other name under heaven mm-hmm. given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts 4.12 Amen and amen. Our salvation is only in Jesus. And this is clear. 
And then he said in John chapter 5 verse 24 Truly truly I say to you Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me that is the Father has eternal life Amen He does not come into judgment but has passed from death to life And what we can see from Golgotha are the three cross mm-hmm. that represents different people mm-hmm. and different lives mm-hmm. the cross of rebellion which was represented by the thief on the left mm-hmm. who just mocked and insulted Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the other on the right the, the cross of repentance this thief who before was part of those people who were mocking Jesus mm-hmm. but he had a change of heart and he believed in Jesus Christ and of course the center the cross of redemption which we all need in our lives which is Jesus the blood of the lamb amen and amen so friends it is so easy to memorize you just have to have your fingers like this and imagine these are three crosses mm. three r's the calvary okay the left side is the cross of rebellion the right side is the cross of repentance and in the middle is the cross of redemption now the cross of rebellion did not afford the cross of redemption but the cross of repentance embrace the cross of redemption so the cross of redemption assured him salvation amen so i hope friends brothers and sisters that all of us will learn to appreciate the ministry of jesus on the cross because we have salvation in no one else except in jesus alone lastly friends jesus said in the book of revelation chapter 3 verse 20 Jesus said in this context Behold I stand at the door and knock If anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come in to him eat with him and he with me I hope that we will all be willing to welcome Jesus into our hearts because he is the only way the truth and the life. the life no one none of us will be able to enter the father's kingdom but by him through him and only with him hope truth and good news this is god's glory projects faithcast, faithcast.